This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi-weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing in the industry, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. show, I whipped through a bunch of titles I'm late catching up on because I was playing hooky in New York City. After that, we jump headfirst into an interview with Marvel artists Jake Wyatt, Chris Anka, and Kevin Wada. Welcome back to our fourth episode, and I am just so happy to see you. Um, It's been very exciting over here. Right now, we are uh, quietly, and although things do change, uh, happy about the fact that we're kind of the... the the top comics podcast in Canada, which is different than North America. I mean, we do live in the hinterlands and, uh, you know, seals and polar bears do roam free up here, but we have the internet and uh, things are things are going pretty well, which is very exciting. So thank you so much for listening, uh, everybody who has been and who's been sharing this thing around and and supporting us and asking questions and, and all of that. It's really, it's really cool. Uh, I have just gotten back from New York for the the first non-comics related trip I have taken in a number of months. I uh, went down with a group of friends to see Katy Perry and uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch on Broadway. I went to an unbelievably bizarre and incredible play called Sleep No More, where a total stranger uh, put on lipstick and gave me a ring and made out with my neck. It was real weird. New York, right? Um, <laughs> I got to visit a number of comic shops while I was there. Uh, I got to go to Midtown. I got to go to St. Mark's Comics. I got to go to Forbidden Planet, which is is probably one of my favorites. Uh, and I signed a bunch of copies of Bravest Warriors there, which was very cool. Um, while this was going on, San Diego Comic Con was also going on, and I was I was sad not to be there. I mean, you know, it's I've never been, so I don't know if it's truly as terrible as they say, but it looked like a lot of a lot of fun and a lot of people that I work with were there. Uh, but, uh, you know, you know, you can't, I'm going to like 14 cons this year. I don't, I'm not really missing out on anything. Um, but during the show, uh, the Eisners happened, which are the biggest awards in comics and a lot of people that I really like and admire and, uh, associate with intentionally were honored. Um, Chip Zdarsky, who is the artist of Sex Criminals, as well as, of course, Matt Fraction, the writer, won for Best New Series. And that was really exciting. You know, Chip has always been wonderful to me. Matt has been wonderful to me. That whole group of people are just fantastic. And it's such a great series. And it was really cool to see somebody win uh, one of the industry's most prestigious awards for a comic that's full of jokes about dildos. So I'm (laughs) happy... And and just I'm just giddy about it. It's great. Um, there was a lot of Canadian representation. Fiona Staples won an award. Uh, Faith Erin Hicks, who's from Halifax, won um, for a best uh, youth publication, which was really cool. And I'm very excited for her because she works harder than a lot of people in comics and uh, puts out a, just uh, some of my favorite graphic novels. So that was really really great. And um, Jordi Belair who is personally one of my favorite colorists, uh, won 
you know, for being a colorist. <laughs> it seems really obvious, but uh, she's really great. And it's really exciting, you know, because she works on so many things. Any comic where you pick it up and go like, hot oh, damn, these colors are so great. Nine times out of 10, it's Jordy. I don't think that she sleeps. So that was really cool. And I was happy to see some people honored and sounds like it was a really, a really great show. Um, I didn't get to read a lot of comics because I was traveling and I didn't want to pick up my comics because I have my account at my own shop. So I was a week late reading Saga, which has never happened to me before. And I very rapidly read it on my lunch break today because I had to catch up. And that series is still one of the best series going. And every issue, there's at least one page that completely knocks me on my ass and just it's like, how? How? And you can understand why this thing sweeps every awards show and, you know, why Brian and Fiona uh, achieve or are given, you know, all the accolades that they are. So it's it's totally deserved and uh, definitely, you know, pick it up. It's so good. Um, I finally also got around to reading a couple other titles uh, today. Um uh, I've got the last issue of The Wake that I haven't read yet. I've got the newest issue of Velvet that I haven't read yet. They're all sitting on the table here teasing me. Um, Trad Moore's last issue as the artist on Ghost Rider, which uh, is is kind of heartbreaking, is, is right here. And I don't, I don't know that I'm ready to let go. Uh, <laughs> but the latest issue of Afterlife with Archie was um, like I was okay. I was on my lunch having a beer because that's what an adult does, and reading Afterlife with Archie and there's this 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 spread this panel that ends the issue that like <laughs> I sat the thing down and just kept saying quietly to myself god damn god damn <laughs> trying to explain this to my waitress uh which you know it's pointless but that comic I mean it's hard not to love a series that is Riverdale and a zombie apocalypse, but it really goes to some dark and strange and unusual and incredible places with this issue. So if you manage to pick up the first trade paperback or you're just not up to date with it, I highly recommend it. It features very heavily on Sabrina. The Lovecraftian influence is so strong, so strong that there is literally a character called Dr. Lovecraft in the issue. And I think it's all kind of leading up to this new Sabrina series that's going to be starting in the fall that I'm very excited for. And, you know, it's there's been this whole life with Archie thing where Archie gets shot and dies. And I, like, I don't, I try to keep everything on this very positive, but I don't know how I feel about it. I've read it. It's not for me. And the fact that Afterlife, if you could choose Life with Archie or Afterlife with Archie, go with Afterlife with Archie. I guarantee you will have a lot more fun. Um, also, this week were a couple of books. Uh, the Craig Russell adaptation of Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book came out, which is an absolutely wonderful book. And Craig Russell did the adaptation of Coraline, which was beautiful. So I suspect this is going to be beautiful. Uh, Jim Rugg's re-release of Street Angel looks fantastic. The spine of the book has a switchblade on it. So that looks like it's going to be really great. And uh, Eleanor Davis, one of my favorite artists, also has a book out called How to Be Happy. And if you're a fan of people like Lisa Hanawalt or Britt Wilson or Kate Beaton or just kind of offbeat 
illustrators in that way. Uh, a little bit of watercolor, a little bit of pen and ink, a little bit of pencil. It's kind of all over the place in terms of tone and in terms of style, but in the most delightful way. I mean, she is absolutely a master of her craft. And in terms of watercolor, it's, it's not like it's experimental. You know, everything is very intentional, but it's very good. Some of it is fictional. Some of it seems a little more autobiographical. Some of it's just straight up weird. But um, especially if you liked Lisa Hanwalt's book, My Dirty Dumb Eyes, I think you will love Eleanor Davis's book. So definitely check that out. And I can't even imagine the slew of things that are going to come out post San Diego, but um, that's what I'm loving. And I'm, you know, stoked to be reading. <laughs> She's so sweet. who goes by Actual Crystal Gem, which is an absolutely charming name, uh, asks, I just started art school and I never have time anymore. How would you suggest finding time for my own stuff? Also, love the podcast. I feel like maybe it's unnecessary to say that, but it's nice to read. Um, Well, Crystal Gem, (laughs) which I assume is your real name. Uh, It can be totally difficult. Uh, I went through a couple of years of art school and um, definitely found that I wasn't drawing a lot for myself. Um, Classes that had me doing a sketchbook or, you know, completing a certain amount of assignments definitely made me feel like I was kind of forced to draw my own stuff. But I, I understand. I mean, especially if you're also having to work to put yourself through school, you lose out on a lot of free time. Um, One thing that I recommend is is establishing it as part of a routine. You know, if you go for coffee for 20 minutes in the morning, take part of that time to to use a sketchbook. I mean, I'm assuming when you when you say working on your own stuff, you're making your own comics or drawing your own you know, just drawing for yourself, which is really important. Um you know, you you make time out of the day to do specific things. Like I make time out of the day to watch adventure time. I make time out of the day to go for a walk and get coffee. And I think, you know, it's difficult to establish um, time for yourself to draw because it feels like it falls at the bottom of your priorities. But it can be very important to do. And it's definitely um, a way to improve fairly quickly. So, you know, even if you're really, really busy, if you're completely honest with yourself, there are days when you do fuck all and you watch 19 episodes of some dumb thing on Netflix. So if you can do that, then you can take 20 minutes in a day, 30 minutes in a day and just draw, you know, go, go sit on the side of the road or go to a coffee shop or go hang out in a park or even in your own house and, uh, just draw. And, It can be really hard the same way as, you know, taking a mental health day or taking time to be nice to yourself is difficult, but just do it. Make it a routine. Make it important. And uh, I think you'll I think you'll feel a lot better about yourself. Ian Crowell asks, what is your favorite or a good recommendation of a film or TV series that has continued or been adapted into a comic series? Um, I started into comics with the adaptations of uh, Buffy which I really, really loved uh, for the first six volumes until it got really weird. So I have enjoyed that a lot. Um, as somebody who's working on a lot of adapted and licensed properties, I I have, I have learned a new appreciation for it. I think I used to look at it a little bit critically, but there's so much good stuff out there. You know, a, a ton of all-ages properties especially are based off of cartoons. I love Adventure Time. I love Regular Show. Um, the Powerpuff Girls series that Troy Little did was really great. So a lot of those are a ton of fun. Um, some of the stuff is a little weird. This comic's based on, 
you know, Jericho or Vampire Diaries <laughs> that are maybe not the best. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of good stuff out there. Um, I definitely find that cartoons translate the best because you're already working in an animated format. So um, I would I would I would lean towards those in any situation. Um, I think Buffy did a really great job. And the fact that it's the first thing to jump to my mind and I'm actually having a hard time thinking of anything else, <laughs> I think really says a lot. I really like that every episode, at least one of my friends asks a question. Um, one of my good friends, Lauren Jordan, asked, do you have any favorite autobio, journal, or memoir comics? Um, and I definitely do. Autobio comics are one of my favorite genres. I love people's weird secret shit <laughs> in their dark sides. And um, I got into a lot of it through Jeffrey Brown. I think a lot of people do through stuff like Clumsy and Every Girl is the End of the World for Me, which is good stuff. But, you know, after... After a while, you definitely want a, a little bit of variety. Um, and I've read all kinds of stuff. I read, you know, Julia Wurtz's comics. Uh, I really enjoyed, especially as they got darker and darker. Um, there was something very identifiable uh, about them. And, uh, you know, for anybody who hasn't read her comics, it's, you know, they started out very silly. But then, um, yeah, they got they got really personal, I think, when as she struggled with a lot of... Um, alcohol addiction and, and various other real life problems and breakups and stuff like that. And as it got more honest, I got more into it. Um, my friend Jess Fink has a really great book uh, called We Can Fix It that is about her going back in time to solve all of her problems, blunders, uh, and missed opportunities for sweet makeouts throughout her history in a hot space suit. Um, so it's a memoir comic, but it's also really silly. And I like that a lot. Uh, is definitely some of my favorites. Um, every year people do participate in something called, you know, Hourly Comics Day, which are some of my favorite comics that come out all year. People just write down a short comic for one thing that happens every hour for a day or for as long as they're awake. And I love those. Every year I, I read the roundups of, you know, the hundreds of different entries to them, and they're always so much fun. Uh, my friend Anthony Clark, uh, who does, you know, Bear Tato, uh, who goes by Nedroid on the internet, does the most amazing ones every year. I mean, you know, everybody knows it. His are the funniest. There's just no getting around it. So I really like those. And there's a lot that I've found kind of by accident or just seen parts of online. Um, there's a girl who has a comic online called I Do Not Have an Eating Disorder, which is crazy personal. And I've been following her stuff for a while and it, it's very dark and very personal and like kind of painful to read sometimes but I'm a sucker for that <laughs> so I really like it and uh, I find like I'm always coming across more especially on on Tumblr and on different social media sites where people will kind of unexpectedly be like hey here's this weird insanely depressing thing <laughs> or this really horribly personal moment in my life and uh yeah I love it but those are definitely um definitely some of my favorites. Erica Moen's comics are amazing too. Um, uh, Kate Beaton's comics that she writes about when she's home with her family, her momics, as she refers to them, are fantastic and crazy adorable. And you know, everything runs the gamut between really sad and personal and depressing and adorable and charming. And, and I like pretty much everything in between. Sean asks the incredibly deep and enlightened question, 
which of the Avengers has the nicest butt? Which is great. I mean, yeah. Uh, I feel like this is a really simple answer. Because, I mean, every, I assume, which I shouldn't, because as I witnessed a woman tell a cashier in a Kmart in the southern United States recently, not everybody don't got a computer. But I would say if you have access to podcasts, you you have seen the Avengers films. You're a comics person. You have seen that part where Captain America is punching that punching bag. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I don't I don't care your orientation. Look, I never did. But but you have you have seen the the shape and dynamics of Chris Evans posterior and I, would I blame you? No, I can't I can't I'm not held responsible for my actions and reactions to that scene. I I, I commenting any further would, would be uh, incredibly objectifying. You know what I'm saying? I think we can all just let it rest on that. Are you ready for this? Kate needs a mansion, needs a push, needs some product. Kate wants a yacht to pilot, can't do in the water. It's a Gucci and a money, she's a real fashion monster. So have a listen to our sponsor. This glorious podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, where you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash less than live. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from on whichever platform tickles your fancy. I spent 30 solid minutes this week watching and re-watching the trailer for the adaptation of Joe Hill's novel Horns, starring sexy grown-up Harry Potter. It looks amazing. If you're a fan of Lock and Key or just good horror stories, you can download the audiobook of Horns, as well as some of Joe's other books like 20th Century Ghosts and Nosferatu for free, just by typing a short series of characters. I swear, it's not that hard. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash less than live. That's all caps, all party. But enough about that. Let's move into the interview. This week, I'm talking to Kevin Wada, Jake Wyatt, and Chris Anka, who, alongside being Marvel artists, are also contributors to a website called Project Rooftop, which is run by Dean Tripp and is dedicated to the reimagining and reinterpretation of superhero costumes. It's definitely one of my favorite sites, and you should check it out. Great. So we are here with three guests today, uh, which is pretty exciting. Uh, the first person that we're talking to is Chris Anka, who had um, an issue of Uncanny X-Men out today and is also a regular contributor to a whole bunch of X titles and works at Marvel. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. Um, we also have Jake Wyatt, who did the most recent issue of Miss Marvel, as well as number seven, which will be out towards the end of August, um, and has done a whole bunch of different awesome uh, things. So, hey, Jake. Hi, Kate. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm wearing headphones. How are you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's the only real rule. 
Um, and the uh, our unexpected but uh, delightful guest is Kevin Wada to sort of complete the circle. Um, Kevin is one of my favorite artists and works on, does the covers for She-Hulk, which are fantastic, and is also you know an illustrator, does a lot of X-Men and various different superhero redesigns. So hi, Kevin. Hi, Kate. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys are all uh, amazing, and I feel like it's really appropriate seeing as the last episode we did with Babs Tar. And uh, the first thing I was asked to bring up by Chris is uh, the Super Best Friends Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I tell guess. me about that. <laughs> want, me, okay, want me to do it? Yeah, okay. Chris, Chris um, brought us together. So, oh God, how, how do we even get the heroes? So we were like, Jake and I were, were signing up to do the Heroes Con thing. And we applied and all that jazz. And then Rico, and then I think we, we, we said it on Twitter that we were like officially like going going to it. And then Kevin was like, oh my God, jealous, blah, blah, Like being Kevin. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> and then Rico e- emails me and goes, hey, if you can get Kevin to come, we'll give you an extra table. So then we asked Kevin and Kevin agreed. And that's... We, we, we began the budding. And the Super Best Friends Club was just, that was my email thread that I made uh, oh, about all okay. of our plans for heroes. And then later on, I'm not, I don't really remember how it happened, but Baz was able to like shoo her way into this. <laughs> and I kind of don't remember what she did. She Before... just showed up. She just showed up and was glittery. Like she just showed up wearing like glittery makeup and smiling and we're like, okay. Yeah, basically, and and then so uh, and then I think I emailed Rico about getting her into it, and then he agreed as well. Um, and then so we got Babs, and then it just kind of spun out of that, and then we all got our own tables, and it became a big deal, and then now we just kind of stuck with the name because it's kind of ridiculous. Because it's true, it's accurate. It did. Like, <laughs> we, like we, the most most of us didn't meet until the, until Heroes Con itself, and like within like five minutes of Kevin showing up, I get all fit at the place. Yeah, I was, was wondering about that because, I mean, it had been kind of this thing that you guys were a table, um, which was really cool because obviously you, you all go very well together. But, I mean, that was pre-Batgirl Babs, too. So it's like a whole different world. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew her yeah. first. We knew her first. Yeah. Right, right, right. There's pre-Batgirl and post-Batgirl. We're in a post-Batgirl world now. She's blown up. <laughs> which is really insane. exciting. Wonderful. Yeah, I was really it, happy about about all of that. And in retrospect, kind of inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's really, I mean, kind of crazy because you guys all work for Marvel uh, in various different ways. I mean, you know, that's kind of the, the primary. Are any of you guys doing work with DC or is it all Marvel? Oh, I've never done work for DC. Okay. I do image and boom stuff sometimes, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of surprising that she sort of went to the other camp, um, but it, but it is really awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm stoked for her. So that was kind of crazy. So now you guys are kind of doing that for shows as like a collective. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's just so much more fun to go with people that you like, and and this uh, this group has really good chemistry. We we're actually missing Kevin pretty hard in San Diego because it just wasn't the same. Like oh. even even no, I'm serious. Like even three out of four, like dinner got kind of quiet, and like everybody just kind of looked at each other. And Babs was like, "I miss Kevin." Oh. <laughs> yeah. What a cute story. True story. That's, oh, okay, it's it's true, true. It <clears> is true. We even, t- we even took a photo of us being sad at dinner. <laughs> and sent it to Kevin? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jake wouldn't post. Jake wouldn't post it because he looks demonic in it. That looks so bad. I've never looked more frightening in my entire life. <laughs> Were you ready for that photo? He uh, was. Like we had we had a waitress take it for us. The world was not ready for that photo. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't aware of the effect that the overhead lighting was having on my heavy caveman like brow. <laughs> you gotta find the light. Always find the light when you're posting for a photo. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't cause, so Kevin, are you you're not in LA? Like where are you based out of? Uh, San Francisco. Oh. So why weren't yeah. you at San Diego? I mean, I have an excuse. Uh, I'm in the east coast of Canada. <laughs> I know. We were actually just talking about that, apparently, when they were trying to coerce me to go down. Um, granted, not with too much notice. I told them I was <laughs> going to be out of town. And then um, they asked me about 10 minutes ago. How's your trip, Kevin? <laughs> and I was like, what? What trip? <laughs> How's your vacation? <laughs> I fessed up. I lied my way out of it. It just would have been... Um, an ordeal to get down there in such short notice. That makes sense. But I, I mean, I would have had a blast, but as Jake was talking about earlier, it's a lot of money too, so mm -hmm. got to make some money before I can spend some. Well, Heroes is a relatively inexpensive show. I mean, even for me, like I was traveling pretty far and it wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah and we're all planning on doing it again next year too. Yeah, yeah, Heroes was so much fun. It was awesome. That was such a good show. Like definitely one okay. of the best, and I mean, I had I feel like really lucky because I got to go to Emerald City and Heroes, and those were both so awesome. So you guys should go to Emerald City. No, we're we're trying to take the Best Friends Club um, on the road to Emerald City next year. <laughs> that we're actually we have an email thread about that. I can't tell you the title yet; it's still secret. But <laughs> is it in reference that? to your best friendship? <laughs> I can't even remember. I like the road yeah, to trying, Emerald I'm City. I'm trying to look at it. Uh, <laughs> No, no, it's just it's just ECC. We got we got really uncreative with that one. Uninspired. We we may not attend. I think this was right <laughs> after. I think this was right after Heroes, so we were just burnt out. Yeah, no creative titles for that one, but we really want to do it. That would be really great. I think you should. You guys should do a panel or something. I will. I will that go and just like sit there and just gawk. I have daydreamed about that for one reason or another. I was like, what if all four of us were on a panel together? And I have no idea what the theme of that panel would yeah, be. Yeah, what would we talk about besides each other, though, right? Like, what would we... <laughs> you think that it would be cool? so much fun, though. But there's... I don't know what one thing kind of, like, unites us that, like, somebody could moderate a panel on. I, I, was, I was actually thinking about... I don't know about Jake, but the, the me, uh, me, Kevin, and Babs are all Project Rooftop people. Oh, oh. that's true. Yeah, Especially which is something that I totally wanted to ask about, too, because you guys are all really into, I mean, superhero redesigns, whether or not through Project Rooftop. So I feel like that's mm -hmm. something you could totally do. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Oh, Jake, you got to get, get up in this game. How, how do I even do that? I don't know how that's done. <laughs> just, just, just redesign someone and then email it to Dean. Done. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> just put Miss Marvel in, like, shorts or something. <laughs> Just one I'm time. Gonna do, I'm going to do a 90s sexy Miss Marvel. Oh, <laughs> and everyone's going to appreciate it. Miss <laughs> Marvel in a crap top. Yeah. <laughs> That'll go over. We have our panel. We have our panel. Yay. <laughs> to ensure that I get invited back to the book. Yeah. <laughs> the, I hope that you do. That would be awesome. I was such a surprise for me, too, because, like, uh, we had just sort of, I had been talking to Chris about doing this for a little while, and then. Miss Marvel came out, and I did, Jake, I didn't know that you were doing that issue. 
Uh, yeah. And so I picked it up and I'm, I'm looking through it. I'm like, wow, this is really fun, you know, because sometimes they will get a replacement artist on a comic. And for a couple issues, you just kind of have to like grit your teeth and get through it. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> no, it's so much fun. And so then when I got it, I was like, oh, shit, yes. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so glad thing. that was your reaction. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Um and for anybody listening who is not reading it, uh, the fill-in issues for Miss Marvel also feature some really, really fun interactions between her and uh, Wolverine, which is very unexpected, but it also works really well. So that was, yeah, that was little, neat. Little script for that was insanely fun. I was so excited when I got my pages in. Yeah, and they look really cool. So, so that was exciting. Thank you. You're Yay, welcome. Jake. <laughs> so did you guys, I mean, did you all come to Marvel kind of because I know, Chris, you've, you've been working for them for quite a while. Yeah, four years. Yeah. So did you all come to it, I mean, around the same time or, like, independently? Uh, Yeah, I feel like I came... So I was working on Intertribbles with Chris. Okay. Um, here, in, here in Burbank, America. Um, and he was already doing, like, <clears throat> covers and redesigns and stuff for Marvel, um, which is one of the reasons we became friends, is it was sort of, like, de facto. Like, Chris didn't even like me when we met. Like, and I could tell, and I kind of, like, antagonized him with friendship. Lord, no. (laughs) Um, But we both like comics, right? So, like, and uh, shortly after I left Ninja Turtles, um, Niccolo got in touch with me right around the time that Chris was starting to do interiors. Uh, Niccolo's an editor at Marvel and asked me to do interiors. Well, he asked us to do interiors on the exact same series, too, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, Chris did issue one and I did issue two. And it was totally unplanned. He didn't know that we knew each other. Oh, that's cool. So it was fate. (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> Which is why we're the founding members of the, the best friends. <laughs> they are the glue, the backbone. Well, that's pretty great. And so, yeah, because, Kevin, you got... Was it just the She-Hulk? Was it that the first stuff that you had done for them? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. No, I did um, a variant cover for the first issue of the relaunch of X-Men. That's with true. With all lineup. And I did that, oh, gosh, what was that, like a year ago now? Yeah. Okay. See, and... I sound like an idiot for saying that because that was the background on the Valkyrie's Facebook page for like eight months. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then it kind of went like radio silent for a while, and um, they emailed me out of the blue, and they're like, "We found something that we think you'd be perfect for," and I obviously took it, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep it for as long <laughs> as I'll let me have it. You're owning it. It's pretty much yours, man. Oh, thanks, Jay. They're so great. Those She-Hulk covers are, <laughs> are some of my favorite things. I mean, it's an awesome series, and I love Javier Polito's art. I'm excited to have him back on the next issue. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just... I was very excited about that because, I mean, just like with, you know, with, I mean, Kevin, you specifically, and, and Babs, um, I had been following your stuff online for a long time, so it's it's so neat to see people go from, you know, somebody that you followed on DeviantArt or Tumblr to, like, drawing superhero comics. Um, <laughs> it's really neat. I don't know. There's there's something really cool about the fact that that can happen now because of the internet and social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and, I, and I like that it's made fan art, like, instead of a... Okay, because I, I feel like when I was coming up, fan art was pretty denigrated universally, right? Like, fan art and fan fiction were, were inherently bad, like, in everybody's minds. And, and fan art has become, like, a stepladder, right? Like, I draw this thing as a fan, because that's, that's how I got my Marvel job, is that Nicholas saw some, some ex-kid, like, school uniforms that I designed, like, years ago. 
um, just some little fan arts. And I was like, hey, would you like to do some real arts? And I was like, well, yes. Thank you. And, and I think that it's because, uh, yeah, I like fan art. I like fan culture. I feel like owning the property is fun. And it's made it like a like a smart decision, too, not just a fun one. Yeah, well, it's, you have done redesigns. Oh, yeah, but never for like a thing or for like a site just because I was like, what if they wore cute school uniforms like Harry Potter? That's all. That totally counts. That counts? It totally counts. Totally. Okay. Welcome to the panel. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm taking credit for this when it happens at Emerald City, by the way. We'll, we'll call it redesigning your way into a job is what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's how we all got our jobs. Oh, shit, really? <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> I think we all got our jobs through either redesigns or fan art. I think you're right. I think and, and, and Nick Lowe just making really weird hiring decisions. That guy just doing whatever he wants. <laughs> Not even worrying about the consequences. I think superhero comics needs that a little bit. I agree. Somebody who Damn, won't do it, that stuff. It's working out for him too. Well, it feels like there's a, a ton of change. I mean, I've only been working in a comic shop for four years because I have a day job as a civilian. And um, okay. <laughs> that's how I got into comics, was working at a comic book store. And um, then yeah, posting fan art on Tumblr. So basically the same thing. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it really does feel like Marvel is is pushing, at least in not in all of the titles, but in some of the titles, to be fun again. <laughs> and, yeah. You guys are all kind of part of that in different ways, which I think is really cool. And now Babs is part of that at DC. So that's really neat. And I hope it kind of follows the same path. You know, I hope she kind of kickstarts something over there. You know, between that and like Gotham Academy and everything else, that's, you know, that'll be, that'll be cool. It'll yeah. be interesting to see where that goes. And me too. I, I really hope these do as well as everybody anticipates because I, I'd love to see, uh, I'd love to see that kind of change with DC's characters and properties. Yeah, that would be really fun. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun to shake it up because, yeah, I, I do like that Marvel's kind of taking risks with this stuff. And, I mean, those She-Hulk covers, like, I guess if you look back on sort of the those older New Mutants covers and stuff like that, they, they've, they've definitely done some really weird things, but not in a while. And yeah. it's cool. Also, it's and just cool not this that. many titles of it at the same time. No. Yeah, man. It seems like everything at once. Like, Tradmore stuff on Ghost Rider. Oh, my God. Just, is some of the freshest comics I've seen forever. Somebody and told me today that he's Marvel. leaving that series. It's yeah. true. <sighs> I think today was his last issue. That makes me Warms. so sad. I know. I love his art so much. That Yeah, because I would never have read Ghost Rider, you know, as a person. It's just not a character I'm super into. But uh-huh. I had loved his stuff on Luther Strode, and then so I was really excited. And then someone told me that today, and I'm like standing at the counter going like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just crying. Just yeah. crying, holding on to the issue. <laughs> it is, it's a sad day for Ghost Rider. It's a sad day for comics. Yeah. What's he moving on to? Do you guys know? He's going back to Luther Strode, right? Maybe. I someone said he was doing creator-owned stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's going to Image. <clears throat> Which, I mean, <clears throat> I, I can understand, but... Damn, damn, those Ghost Rider issues were good. <laughs> and the no, covers, and they, too. And, yeah, I was going to say that they hired Fully Bader to write it and do the covers. Like mm-hmm. They were like, hey, manga guy, come write Ghost Rider with this weirdo. It was so good. Yeah. It's it's neat. Um, so, Jake, I mean, I know you did those Miss Marvel issues. Are you doing more stuff with them, or is it? Because I know you're working on Necropolis, yes? Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually uh, maybe thumbnailing right now my uh, my last issue of, like, The Scent with Marvel. Um, and I'm doing a, 
an issue for their Spider-Verse event with Gerard Way. Oh, cool. Which is which is pretty neat, yeah. Um, and it's uh, like a Spider-Mech kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a bunch of alternate universe Spider-Mans, and ours is a, is a little girl named Penny Parker who's half Japanese and pilots a robot. It's going to be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. There's a guy in this, Jason, one of the guys who records our podcast, just thrust his fists in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm like conceptually, I'm really pumped for it, and I've been looking at my Atomo, and I really like Gerard's grip so far, so we're having fun. That's really fun. I love that he's such a comic book nerd. Oh, such. He's, he's a really, like, specific writer, too. Like, like the kind of dude where, like, you, you made a lot of comics in high school on notebook paper, didn't you? You <laughs> really know how this works. That's awesome. It's really cool. I don't. I'm. I just started sort of connecting and talking with him on on Twitter, and it was fun watching him be like really excited about the Eisner, <laughs> like awards coming out. I'm like, oh yeah, right. You're so into this, which is awesome. Yeah, because yeah, because you wouldn't think with like you know with a profile like that, but he he was saying that he gets more intimidated talking to like comics people that are famous, they're rock stars. He's like, oh no, my high school comics hero. However, shall I behave? I can understand that. <laughs> I feel like I would I would be kind of um, the opposite way because, you know, I mean, we all deal with comics people all the time, so it's not as crazy, but there are definitely some writers and musicians that I would be terrified to talk to. <laughs> it just depends on where you work. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But- I, I, still, I still do pretty badly with artists, though. I've embarrassed myself in front of way more artists than movie stars. <laughs> like who? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody. Like, I can't talk to Mike Mignola. Like, I like I went to his booth this year at Comic-Con and, like, gibbered and, like, gave him, gave him like, an old gift card instead of a credit card and it got declined and I almost <laughs> cried. Like, gave him, a, like, gave him my business card. Like, you know, I see, like, Rob Lowe or whoever, like, in a restaurant and I'm like, hey, bro, can I have your seat? Like, I don't care. <laughs> but, but I meet Mike Mignola at Comic-Con and I, like, I'm almost taken to tears because I used the wrong card. I love that Rob Lowe is your go-to celebrity. <laughs> well, that more than once. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen Rob Lowe twice, and both times I was trying to take his seat. Like, both times I was like, it was like, because there are a lot of, like, LA's terrible, <laughs> so there are a lot of restaurants where you just wait for hours to get in. And uh, I've had Rob Lowe's, like, butt warmth on my butt, like, twice now, because apparently he likes the same kind of bad soul food that I do. Oh, my gosh. I've had Lena Hetty wait for my table before. Oh, that's awesome. I felt very empowering. Because <laughs> I, I think we we went to dinner right after watching Game of Thrones, and then there she was. Wow. It's like, yeah. That's a trip. Yeah, that's right. I got the seat. I'd be pretty intimidated by that. I think I would I think I think would get up and run away if Cersei Lannister won't hit my table. <laughs> like, even if you were halfway through eating. Yeah, I'd be, well, I'll just take the rest to go. Thanks. <laughs> I got to go. I got to get out of here right now. Because, like, what if she has the next course poisoned, right? Like, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Well, it's also like it doesn't even have to be Cersei. It could be even like her from Three Hundred or her from uh, Dread. Like, oh yeah. man, her, her from Dread her is general, pretty terrifying. Like, oh, I loved her there so much. It took me like half the movie to figure out who she was. Yeah, they did not make her pretty, which I kind of respect. You know, yeah. You get a woman that like commanding and beautiful, and make her look ugly and really terrifying. Just doesn't happen a lot in movies, so it was pretty cool. Um, okay, so uh, now I want more stories of artists or people you have uh, embarrassed yourself in front of, because that one with the gift card is pretty good. Oh, man, I don't know. 
I have a good one with Olivia Coipel, if you want. Oh, let's do it. <clears throat> um, so we met, and we met him, I met him last San Diego, and um, Niccolo was organizing a dinner for a, a few of the Marvel artists um, with C.B. Sobolski, and he texts me and Mark Brooks and goes, hey, like, I don't have Olivia's number, can you guys like, tell him the information for the dinner? And I text Mark, I'm like, Mark, you're, you're literally 10 feet from him, can you tell him like what's going because it would take me the entire convention to get over to the other side and apparently mark never got that text so then we all when we all met up for dinner that night um little all asked like oh did you guys like let olivia know and mark was like i didn't i thought chris was gonna do it. I'm like no i do i texted you about that so apparently no one had ever contacted olivia about this um and so we we're at dinner and everyone's just making jokes about the fact that like olivia was just going to be late because they finally were able to make uh, contact with him and they're like oh it's just Olivia he's going to be like three weeks late anyways um, and then Olivia finally shows up at dinner and just like cusses me and Mark out for like not telling him what oh, God. Um, like where the I mean I mean jokingly but he's just like you know coming in you know this like this gorgeous black guy just cussing at us in French we're just like oh shit what do we do what do we do <clears throat> he, <laughs> he drew the, the the relaunch of X-Men yes is that yeah okay with Brian Wood Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's, it's important to the story that Olivia Coipel is like Chris's end all be all of like yeah. of comic art that that dude. Right. That was a surreal night. <laughs> yeah. Man. Anybody else? Uh, can I can I tell you one if I don't give a name? If you what? If you don't <laughs> give a that name, means it's good. That means it's juicy. <laughs> yeah. So you can so dance I- around it. I'll dance. I'll dance around it. Uh, we'll we'll just call this person. Uh, we'll call this person Jen. Uh, there okay. is a comics creator named Jen who I was like a big fan of in like high school and then in college and like follow followed her blog and had seen her pictures and at like my first San Diego Comic Con, which is like two thousand seven. Um, I I went to the booth and like recognized her from her photos. I was like, Hey Jen, will you sign this comic? And she was like super freaked out that I just like knew her because she didn't have her badge. I guess she was just like there visiting and she's like, uh I just walked away, like got nervous and walked away. Oh and, my then, God. and then later I saw her on the street and I was like, Hey Jen, will you sign this comic? <laughs> and she was like, uh I'm with friends and like like walked away again and I was like, Oh no. And my wife was like, uh why did you do that to that person? And I was like, I, she's cool. I thought she was like, ah, Jake, be cool. Be cool, man. Don't attack people outside the con. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and then years later, I'm at a dinner after, oh, shoot, like WonderCon or Ape or some, something in San, in San Francisco. Um, and I'm, I'm invited, like, she she's at this dinner too. And I, like, just didn't know whether or not she remembered that I was, like, the creepy stalker kid from years ago. And so I just tried to play it really cool. Um yeah, but, but which was basically not speaking to her or making eye contact, even when she spoke to me. That is so cool. <laughs> anyway, so I embarrassed myself a lot. I've, I've definitely done it a couple of times at TCAF probably two years ago. So before, like, I'd really done anything um, of note, I was wearing a badge that just said, like, they had, like, you know, hey, my name is, and it just said Kate. And so everyone kept coming up to me and going, like, oh, my God, you're Kate Beaton. <laughs> and it happened like seven or eight times. And I was starting to feel really bad because I was letting people down. Um, but also surprised because I had black hair and a ton of tattoos and was wearing like some shirt with a skull on it and like fishnets. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know what she looks like, right? And so eventually I changed the tag to say not Kate Beaton, sorry. And which was really funny. <laughs> and then as soon as I walk outside, I bump into her boyfriend at the time who looks at my tag and is like, what? What? 
why do you have that? And I'm just like, uh, and then I turn around and like, I have a Cape Eaton tattoo on the back of my arm and he looks at it and he's like, what, what is happening? <laughs> Who are you? And at this point I feel very like talented Mr. Ripley and I'm like, I gotta go outside. And so I walk outside and walk directly into Cape Beaton. Yeah. Who points oh, at my shirt and just goes, I like your name tag. And then walks inside. <laughs> it was fine. I mean, we, we, we became friends and it's fine. But at the time it was mortifying. No, that's a good one. Thank you. I feel pretty proud of that moment in my life. <laughs> Kevin, have you ever embarrassed yourself? Yeah, Kevin, you must have at some point. Um, I have many times, but in this <laughs> particular prompt, I'm trying to think. I haven't been at enough events to embarrass myself. I'm sure my time will come. Um, do I have one? Kevin's never going to embarrass himself. No. People embarrass themselves to Kevin. I've embarrassed um, myself to Kevin. <laughs> I will embarrass Kevin's self is what will happen. Yeah. Um, I embarrass no, myself no. in front of Kevin at Heroes Con. I'm still like, oh, really? I'm still, no, I still, it keeps me up at night occasionally. <laughs> you did not. What? I think I was just really no. nervous. I get like that with people. I don't know. So, okay. So I'm probably lying because I do with certain artists. I was very nervous to meet Babs. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I came up to her and she was like, and I hate doing that thing where she's like, oh, yeah, hi. And when, you know, because I mean, when you meet someone as an artist and they don't know you by name or appearance, you have to do that kind of like, hey, I'm more than just a fan. I work in this business, too, yeah. <laughs> which always makes you feel like kind of a dick. So when I met yeah. Babs, I had to be like, no, but really, like, you, we're friends on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did she just like look you up and down? Or like, yeah, no. She was like. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, Babs is sweeter, nice to you, man. Like there's yeah. just Yeah, no, we had we had mutual friends and then as soon as our mutual friend Betty came over, she's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> You're cool. Uh, which is fine. And you know, I get I get a little shy around people. But Kevin, now like your your time yeah, your time will come. Yeah. I look Hopefully. forward to it. I look forward to embarrassing myself. Because I get starstruck no matter the level of, like, movie star, artist, whoever, whatever industry you're a star of, I'm starstruck very easily and flabbergasted. Well, is there, is there like, an artist that you want to meet? <sighs> um, that you think you would be starstruck by? Because we'll make it happen. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to I watch that. Well, see, now I'm not going to tell you. You should. Yeah, you're on air. Like, come on. Come on. I know. No, I don't know. Give me the scoop. <laughs> who, um, I guess someone who I really would like to meet, and I could have met at Heroes, because I do believe he was there, it was Tim Sale. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think he was there, yeah. And I like was like, oh, he's like, people kept telling me, like, oh, yeah, he's just down a ways. And I kept telling myself I was going to go by the table, but then I conveniently always forgot because I think I was afraid. <laughs> next next time we're to come together, it's happening. Yeah, okay, next time. I have my best friends behind me. Or in front of you, holding Tim Sale's <laughs> hand, be like, this is the man. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the question goes for, for Jake and Chris, too. Like, who would you be, I, I mean, in the world of comics specifically, like, terrified but also completely excited out of your brain to to meet. I'm still scared of Paul Pope. 
I spent th- I spent three weeks in a compound with Paul Pope, like like at this artist residency thing, and like several of my best friends were in his group, and I was in Craig Thompson's group, and like I sat next to and did karaoke with Paul Pope, and never spoke to him, ever in three weeks. So I'm still scared of Paul Pope. I'm super scared. How many times did he wear leather pants? Uh, twice. <laughs> but he mostly he mostly wore like he mostly wore jeans. But yeah, he had like this great Mick Jagger vibe the whole time. That was yeah. scary. Scary and intimidating. Yeah, that is an intimidating vibe. <clears throat> what about you, Chris? I'm thinking. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Cause I think I've met most of them. Oh. I'm look. I'm looking around my room for things. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 I've had this weird kind of luck where I, sh- I just keep getting thrown into situations where I actually meet a bunch of these guys. Uh. Yeah, not too much. Huh? I can't really think of anybody. This is weird. That's that is a wow. That's weird. I Chris, can't imagine you getting uh, starstruck. I, I, I've only, uh, especially now I that you're famous because of that photo. Um, <laughs> I was like, exactly. I was like, I don't get. Some, yeah, I've only I've only ever been like I was kind of starstruck when I met Chris Evans. I was totally starstruck when I met Kobe Swalbers, and that's about it. Because See, at least well, that's something. Because at least with artists like. I've had at least the fortune of working long enough where no matter kind of who I meet, there is in some way a reference of they'll know who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. So it doesn't get awkward for me too much. Um, unless they're like a total dick and I don't even try. Um, <laughs> so I mean, at least like, 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 guys, I mean, like, like, you know, I, I'm working with Bendis now and, I've been, and and Olivia knew who I was. So like, you know, like these like big name comic guys that kind of know of me in, in a way. So I, I never really exactly get Star Trek. I, I mean, it's awkward when you first try to introduce yourself, of course, just because you know, yeah, I'm, I'm nothing and they're everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't really get starstruck too much. I think the best situation is when you meet somebody and you're totally terrified to meet them and then they're like, oh my God, yeah, I love your stuff. I love that feeling. Yeah, that's like, that's best case scenario. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. a good time. Well, then, then sometimes you're just like, really? Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm, you're, you're off the list, man. Jeez. <laughs> you clearly have terrible taste, sir. <laughs> Admiration retracted. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like I met so many people at Heroes Con and was kind of like I introduced myself. And, you know, there's like one thing that I work on or I'm related to that people be like, oh, yeah, I know that thing. But didn't really know me. And after the whole weekend, like one of the last people I went up to was Phil Noto. And I was just kind of introducing myself. And I got halfway through my sentence. He's like, oh, my God. I'm like, I love your comics. And I just sat, stood there kind of like, why? Stop. <laughs> no. Well, dude, like, like speaking of Phil Noto, like Phil Noto came to find me and Kevin at Heroes. Wow. And I was just like, really? Like, I, I understand Kevin, but Really? <laughs> you guys are all amazing. Oh, I, I, watched, think re- I watched I think quietly he- from the corner. With I, think the only reason, <laughs> I think the only reason Phil talked to me was because Kevin had like a line. <laughs> so I think he just like killed in time with me. We, we all made some that. sales because Kevin had a line, okay? Like that was yeah. part of <laughs> the best friend strategy. It was the same thing for me at Special Edition in uh, New York because I was sitting right next to Mike Delmundo. So he had a huge line. So I was just talking to people waiting to meet him. I've done that before. I love being tabled next to people with big audiences. Sitting between Kevin Wada and Babstar is like not great for your self-esteem. Oh my god. But but if you can suck it up, you can sell a couple prints. You can you can make it. (laughs) 
Well, we just, I was saying, Jake, we just need to make Sailor Moon stuff. So then we just get the, we get the residual like overflow sales. I still, I, yeah, I think we should make a full on Sailor Moon zine, but that's just me. That's just me. Oh yeah. I think if the four of you like did even thematic prints or something like, you know, each of you doing a different Sailor Scout or a different incarnation or something like people would want that. I would want that. I would actually, if we all did one a piece, I should be kind of cool. That'd be really cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now we're just going to be fighting for who gets what. You can even, like, each doing, like, a different season. Or, because, like, I mean, you got five scouts. So you don't, I mean, there's four of you, so that doesn't work. But, you know, Sailor Moon R, well, Sailor I'm Moon pretty, S, I'm pretty, stars. I'm sure Babs, will, Babs will take two for herself. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's kind of her jam. I, I don't think any of us will be allowed to get Moon, so. Mm. Yeah, I know. Babs can have two. <laughs> and, and dictate which ones we get to draw. I'm guessing <laughs> Jake, all Jake you get Mercury. I do love Mercury. What would oh. you want, Kevin? Mars? Um, I, yeah, I'd rather have Mars, I think. But and I, I'd, I'd probably take Venus. Done. So then Babs can get Moon and Jupiter. Jupiter's my favorite. Well, then there you go. You got Babs doing it. Jeez. <laughs> well, I mean, I like them all, but Jupiter I always <laughs> liked. Same as how I liked Sporty Spice, because I would find... The, the butchest character <laughs> in whatever girl group and be like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. me, the one who's taller. <laughs> <laughs> I was I always found the one with the shortest hair. Mm. That's fair. I'm I think you like, should do it. I think this is I just like the nerdy ones. It was like hateable. <laughs> no, I think that would be great. I think it's, I mean, it's really neat that you guys kind of have formed this, this society or like little group. <laughs> society. Cult. <Or> cabal. cabal. <laughs> we, should, we, should make, we should make rings that all combine into a circle. That'd be cute. <laughs> it looked like a little pizza slice. Yeah, we're like wonder friends. <laughs> I'm just here to foster these ideas. <laughs> <laughs> And try, not, try to not get too uncomfortable when we talk about our future jewelry, our hypothetical <laughs> Illuminati jewelry. It's cool. All right. I don't know what hypothetical you, you're thinking, man. We're doing this. <laughs> okay. I think that would be great. <sighs> um, so, I mean, I guess this is sort of a person-by-person question, but, like, what other stuff are you guys working on, I mean, right now? I mean, obviously, you can't always talk about everything, but, um, you know, what's what's next, I guess? Chris? Um, so yeah, it's hard with a group a, of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, I'm on Uncanny X Men indefinitely right now. That's um, awesome. I mean, that's always that always who know who knows how long that'll last, but that's the plan. Um, like they've already tried to give me another uh, another title to do, and I just turned it down because I'm so tired of jumping around. Um, I'm still on X Factor covers. I just wrapped up. Uh, the cover for issue 16 and now we're in the talks of doing a sexy Quicksilver cover so we, can get, so we can get that on the books um, doing a cover for Miss Marvel and it sounds like I'll be doing a few more covers for Miss Marvel later on nice, man. that's awesome um, and I, I was just offered another redesign uh, to do <gasps> shut up Okay. Oh, no, keep talking. <laughs> can, you, can you say who it is yet? I cannot. Uh, oh. But, but people have, I have gotten quite a few um, 
requests for me to do this character before. <gasps> so there, <laughs> there is that. Uh, I think that's it for now. I, I can never keep track of it because they always just keep throwing shit at my. Like, and I never know, like the, the whole Colbert, th- uh, like the Colbert report thing, like happened like in one night. And Dazzler, oh I, I was meant to ask you about Dazzler. Ah, Dazzler. Dazzler, Dazzler. <laughs> the funny thing about Dazzler is that Bendis posted that fo- uh, the cover with Dazzler on it. The I think the first night we were at Heroes Con. Yeah. Um. So w- I was at dinner as I was getting all of the reactions to it. Mm-hmm. And, um. And this and this is before. I mean, of course, this is before the whole backhole thing came out. So Babs was sitting across from me, like listening to all of the reactions I was getting, and I could just you could just see the the, the face of terror on. Her. Oh no! I, I was just I was getting destroyed. Uh, I was getting threats. I was I was what? getting like I was getting like personal disappointment notes. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> they expected they expected something better of me than to do this, and it was just kind of like. What you realize is that later on is that these are people who aren't reading the book. So they don't really know the context of what Dazzler is going through. They just see, oh, she went from disco to punk, and like that, that doesn't fit. Um, but then the, the best thing about the Dazzler thing was that the next day and subsequent days after was that people would come up to me and, and tell me that, that I, mean, I, think, I think all of them were actually women, they were telling me that as women who have survived traumas and abuse, that the idea that Dazzler would go total 180 just to deal with all the shit she went through uh, fits perfectly. Um, and just, just from that alone, like, that makes up for literally someone saying to shoot me and Bendis on Facebook uh, for this design. So, wow. Which I, I also don't understand why they tagged me in that. Like, I don't know why you want me to actually see that message, but, you know. That's, that's- my favorite is when people like make sure to CC you on their hate, like like on Twitter and stuff. It's like, what do you want me to do about this, dude? Like, you, you, uh, you're so you're so thorough, guy. Good I on you. To, I want to like respond to you now. Like, should I just like, I'll throw you under the bus. I don't care. We'll we'll, we'll get into this. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, um, it's always it's always like the few because I was talking to Dean Tripp about that too, and just kind of how like, you know the one response to something where it actually connects with them. It actually means something to them, makes up for literally everything else. Uh, so the Dazzler thing was, it was, it was a very interesting experience because it, it, it had been gradually getting to that point. Because like the Psylocke and the Storm designs were pretty well accepted, except I got a few, a few just like, oh, you're just covering them up because blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the Wolverine one got a good like 50-50. I hate because people just don't like anything happening in the Wolverine. Even even I caught some internet hate for drawing Chris's Wolverine design in Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it, like it just it just gets hate because it's just Wolverine. And then the Dazzler one was was pretty hardcore. Like it was all just hate for like the first three hours. That sucks. Yeah, Which that's is, like, I, mean, I think it's fun, but I mean I love that Storm one. Storm one's great. So I don't know. You never know, right? You never know. Exactly. Yeah. So so, so when I got the new one, I was like, I, I emailed back to the editor. I was like, you like after following the dazzle thing, you really want everyone just to hate me now, don't you? <laughs> it's just keep throwing me under the bus, man. Thanks. Like, it, like just get McKelvey to do it. No one will hate that. Oh, God. <laughs> it can't all be Batgirl, I guess. It's not all Batgirls and smiles. It's just not. <laughs> well, I'm, I think what I'm just going to do is I'm just going to take the Batgirl design and change the logo. 
obviously it works. So just write, like, spray paint that. Dazzler across the front of it in, like, <laughs> glitter puffy paint. And then just use the exact same costume. It'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah, no, no one will care. It's, all, it's always good. Make the Doc well, Martens yeah. sparkly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, you're hanging out with Babs and you're, you're saying something like this. And she's like, you guys, come on. Being famous and well-loved is not hard. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I also I also love like just how stressed out Babs was about like the reaction that she was going to get, and literally, none of it happened. It's a huge love bomb. Yeah, because yeah. I remember yeah. we, were, we were at San Diego, and she goes like, I, you know, like everyone really likes the designs, but you know, I got some hate. And I was just thinking like, oh, what I wouldn't give for <laughs> some hate. Like that sounds really nice to me right now. Yeah, that explosion was kind of. I mean, you know, that was nuts. It was insane. Jesus, it's insane. And like I bought a pair of those yellow Doc Martens. I'm not too proud. Um, <laughs> you know, but like just to, to see that outpouring. I mean, I've been pretty actively, obsessively involved in comics social media for the last couple of years, and I have never seen a response like that. I was you know. so happy. Yeah. I was so yeah. thrilled to see that happen. It was, it was crazy. So you never know, right? You never know what's going to I'm just, standing there kick, I'm just standing there kicking the dirt like, God, it got to be her. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, you're I okay. think you're fine, buddy. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, too, because I felt like I felt like weirdly protective of, like, not necessarily Babs, but, like, the, the sanctity of that Batgirl reaction. So, like, anytime I was hanging out with, like, a group of friends and some dude would be like, I don't know, you guys. I think it's pretty, like, shut your damn mouth. <laughs> it's Batgirl, and it's going to save us all. <laughs> cool yeah i had a similar interaction with like one person in my circle who posted something snarky about you know babs's comment about it being like flirt and fashion and he's like this is dumb and i was just like this isn't for you (laughs) every other comic is for you (laughs) let us have this yeah that's that's something i always find really curious it's just like some people are not able to just remove themselves from something that, that is clearly just not for them. Yeah. Um, you literally can't share your toys. Yeah, it's like, like you know, <laughs> not, not, everything, not everything has to be for you, and that's fine. You don't have to always have a piece of the pie when you have, you know, a whole different pie to yourself already. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Jake, what other uh, stuff are you working on? Oh, I mean, Necropolis. Uh, the Spider-Verse thing, I have a late, <laughs> a late cover for Miss Marvel to finish. Perfect. Uh, I have... Um, I wrote and penciled an Adventure Time short for Boom like forever ago and oh, haven't nice. made Lady or color it. And so I'm really excited to do that. <laughs> um, and then I'm doing Necropolis with two publishers. I have a foreign and domestic publisher and I just got my advance from my foreign publisher, but I don't think I can say who they are yet. Okay. But, but I'm starting that in September and I'm I think I think just saying foreign publisher, I think you're you're pretty much good. I, it's like, it's kind of a fun. big deal. And you guys can't see it, but I did Brush some dirt off my shoulder when I said that. <laughs> um, douche. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm starting that like full time in September, and then we're gonna see if anybody likes it. And if people like it, I will probably do it in perpetuity. And if people don't like it, I will find another job. That's what I will do. Um, so for people who uh, don't obsessively follow uh, your Tumblr, uh, what is it about? Um, it is about a girl. With a sword, her her name is the third sword. It's it's it it sounds like a metal concept album, which is funny because like I'm not I'm not that guy, right? Like I'm not like angry angry lad or whatever. Um, but like it's it's about this chick. Uh, she's she's called the third sword, and she's she's roaming in this sort of uh, 
post-apocalyptic doesn't really cover it because it, because it's not an, an apocalypse as we know it. It's, it's, it's a, it's a warped and twisted version of her world. And she's killing these kind of like demiurges who infest it. So like, it's a world infested with, um, errant gods and she's putting, putting them down and making it right. And over the course of the comic, you find out why and who she is and, and what her relationship is to these things. Cool. And she does it with a sword. And a lot of, uh, probably a lot of one-liners. And I apologize in advance for that. But yeah. no, that sounds awesome. The 80s movies. That sounds, so is that going to be a graphic novel or a single issue situation? Uh, right, yeah. So right now, it's, it's planned as an ongoing series. It's going to come out in monthlies. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, in, in France, it's going to come out in one volume, graphic novel. Right, because that's how they do it over there. So or classy. They, they already have classy. hardcovers for Saga over there. <laughs> Awesome. I know. I have a, one of my closest friends, Alain, is uh, in France right now. She's French and in France, surprisingly. And every time she goes, she what? always sends me these uh, photos of from comic book stores. And everything that's in, like, you know, crappy $17 soft cover here is in, like, beautiful hardbound editions in France. Oh Very jealous. <laughs> <clears throat> no, they're so hot. I, I, every time I go to a con, I, I seek out stewarding and, like, raid his booth. Like, I, I dropped so much money there this time. and read all my French comics before my English ones. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm really happy that I can read French enough, that enough that I can read French comics. Yeah, you, you, with pictures to help, I can get through it. I can yeah, get through it. exactly. Um, Kevin, what other stuff are you working on that you can talk about? Because I've seen a lot um, of stuff that you can't talk about. <laughs> I know. See, okay, I have no, I, since I am so green, I have no idea how you know what you can and can't talk about. I just feel like if, if it's, it's already post, been it's online. Been posted online, yeah. Trust okay. your heart. So let, let the powers that be release it, and then I know I can talk about it. Yeah. Exactly. Basically. So then I have I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero things to talk about. You have um, a Teen Titans variant. Is it Teen Titans? What, you're doing a you're doing a variant or something. I am. I don't know if I can talk about that though. It's been it's been solicited. Oh, it has. Hey, Chris knows yeah. about it. Oh my gosh! See, it was I don't... solicited last month. Oh, okay. Yes, I will be doing a Teen Titans variant for DC. So I am dipping my toe in the other pond now. Joining Babs for a second. And um, what else? Um, more She-Hulk. Um, I'm excited for the next three issues that are going to be coming out for that one because it's a pretty special kind of mega image that um, mm. they released the ninth issue, even though the next issue is the eighth, because I think they wanted to lead with that cover. Um, but it's going to be pretty cool, I think. And um, what else? I guess it's a lot of stuff that I'm trying to like make my way through. So it'll be a while before they're announced. Um, but it's an exciting time. Like I have a lot of work on my plate, and that's good because it's not always like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some stuff that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pretty... have. You've seen a lot. I've of seen some stuff. stuff. I feel like. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So I'm I'm good friends with Jamie McKelvey, and so when he and Kieran. We're tweeting yesterday and like being super vague. <laughs> it's just being like, hey, there's a thing. And then I immediately texted Jamie. I was like, send this to me now. <laughs> and now it's my phone wallpaper and no oh. one will see it. I won't check my phone in public. It's fine. <laughs> nice. Can't let anybody see that. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's secret. Um, 
Okay, you're friends with them. Do you know, do you have any idea when they're going to announce that? I don't know. I mean, usually in the, the schedule of, like, if they've just got that, then it'll probably be about a month. I mean, Image okay. or whatever, whatever publish, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> thing, person, um, are usually faster than some other publishers. Because I know, I mean, at Boom, sometimes it's, I mean, God, I drew a Fiona and Kate cover six months before it got in previews. So I've sold I've sold three covers to Boom and I've seen none of them. I've seen none of my <laughs> covers ever. Well, I mean, just so you, I mean, I want to rope all of you into Braves Warriors, and I'm gonna try and make that happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just keep being like, "Hey, hire my friends, please." It's, um, a, it's a great it's a great policy, though. Hire my friends is a great policy. It's working out pretty well <laughs> so far. Full proof, full proof. Um. So okay, the the last two things that I want to address are. You should have seen like three to four of the costumes at the Katy Perry concert that I went to last week. Because <laughs> I thought, uh-huh. I mean, I thought of each of you in separate ways. Because um, Chris and I had been talking uh-huh. about it and just our love of uh, pop divas. But mm-hmm. Jesus, like, I, I've never seen so many costume changes in a concert in my life. It was incredible. How many did she do? Um, at least eight. Jeez. So. I'm about that. It was incredible. Downtime though, no, or like a lot of time when she's not on the stage. Well, there are a lot of times when it would like she changed fast, where it would be like a poof of smoke, and then some background dancers would do some distracting things, and then she would come out in a totally different outfit. Um, But she had this one for birthday that was like this sheer bodysuit, but that had these huge symbols on it, and the whole thing was covered in rhinestones. Um, (laughs) Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was pretty incredible. which I bring up only uh, because uh, Chris was talking about it, and also because Kevin, um, I'm a big fan of your uh, pop pop diva reimaginings, um, oh, especially the Azalea yeah. Banks one. That was really fun. I'm happy with that way that one came. I'm actually working on two more right now. <gasps> Are they Kesha? <laughs> They're both Kesha. It better be. <laughs> you guessed it, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Better be goddamn. Kesha. I was talking about how I want to see Kesha from I, I, from any of you, really. Jake, get on that. <laughs> oh my! I would love to see Jake do Kesha. Oh, I would love to do Kesha. You guys, I, I won't tell you how many Kesha songs I can sing without the aid of like lyrics or music. But it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Wait, of Kesha really? Songs. Really? Yeah, really. And I will not do it. I will not do it on this podcast. <laughs> um, Just like name a few titles. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, well, they're, they're all. They're all the pop ones, right? Like they're they're all the ones that you know that like get on the radio. But my, my wife and I have a, a yeah, like a Kesha mixtape that we listen to in the car whenever we're sad Aww. and sing all the songs out loud. That's amazing. Oh my gosh! I, I even I even emulate the slow mo as best I can. This, this is the most I've ever liked you right now. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're real friends. I'm Finally. a really big fan of Gold Trans Am. I listen to that a lot. <laughs> um, That's a good. It's pretty great. Okay, so that was that was kind of a sidebar. I just I have been thinking about it a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and if there was ever a group of people that I was going to be like, you would not believe the costume changes at this Katy Perry concert. Surprisingly, it would be this group of people. Um, <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, the last thing that I want to ask, um, kind of gearing up towards the end of this beautiful thing, is uh, the thing that I always ask that is, what are you reading and liking? Like, what comics outside of the things that you're making are you enjoying right now that you would recommend? Oh, oh Chris, do you want to 
Because I, I got to think, man. Okay, let's see. Um, the wake just wrapped up today, so there was that. That was that was pretty fun. Um, not sure how I feel about the ending yet. I'm still thinking on it. Uh, Velvet is probably my favorite thing I'm reading right now. So good. Uh, Southern Bastards is fantastic. The, uh, I have I have yet to read the second issue of Outcast yet, but that first one was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, I've been enjoying Coffin Hell. It's a little dragging for me right now, but I, I, I liked that first arc a lot. So we'll see where that one goes. Uh, American Vampire, obviously. A bunch of X-Men titles. Uh, like, Jake likes to give me shit. In fact, that I, I mean, I, I kind of help it along, too. But I, I predominantly re- read Marvel. But I actually do read quite a bit of Image and Vertigo. There you go, Jake. Uh-huh. Hey. Um, Magne- <laughs> I, I've been loving Magneto. Magneto's incredible. Um, all new X-Men. Just, just for Stuart Eminent. I'll, I'll basically read anything that Stuart draws. Uh, I, I loved, loved the first issue of Storm. I haven't Love read those. it yet. Ooh, oh, I'm such an idiot. It was like one of the few things I forgot to pick up. <clears throat> I, I, it was perfect. Because I mean, I'm kind of going into it. I mean, I know why there's a Storm series, but like I don't really. I, I was going into it with like not knowing why there's a Storm series. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I so like that. You. So like that first issue just kind of like cemented me of like, just like, yeah, this needs to be around. <clears throat> um, right. Uh, Wicked and Divine, I've loved a lot so far. Um, just for Lucifer alone, I'll just I can just read Lucy all the time. Um, I really want to cosplay that, but I can't wear white. Why? Because <laughs> I'm afraid of wearing white. I'm I've been goth since I was like 12. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> but now that I have the hair, there's like nothing I could dress up as. You you really do have the hair for it. Yeah, you have to do that. I can do a really good like smoky eyes too. So. It's cosplay. You don't have to wear it around. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But then I feel like an idiot because it's like, oh, my friend draws this. So it's like, hey, I'm that thing that you make. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, (laughs) this is cool. Uh, I do. I do really want to, though. You can only do that if you talk like that. Yeah. (laughs) The whole time. Just post a video. Hey, Jamie's whatever. Hey, Kieran. Um, <laughs> kind of like kicking the ground, just like looking off to the side all the time. Yeah, just being like, "This is stupid." It's whatever. I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really embodying the character. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, Kevin, what about you? Um, what am I reading? I mean, other than She Hulk, I'm catching up on Saga. You read your own book. I read my own book. There's nothing wrong with that. And he doesn't make the insides, he makes the covers. Yeah. It's very different. I'm informed about what's going on in there. Um, (laughs) What else? I don't know how you guys have so much time to read things. I don't have as much time as you guys, apparently. Um, I just take a lot of planes. I read on planes a lot. That's a good one. I'm actually, I, I have a lot of old stuff. Like, I'm trying to go get through year one. I just finished Dark Victory. And I've been reading um, a few uh, artist, uh, like art book biography things lately too. So that's kind of outside of comics, but it's been on my plate. So learned. <laughs> I love my those few- books, though. I love like the art of. 
books. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they're so thick. They have they have so many beautiful images in it. I'm reading this one um, on Harry Bush. Do you know who that is? He, no. He did a gay erotica. He was kind of like the, an, not the anti-Tom of Finland. Okay. That's funny bells. But he sort of like came up at the same time in the 70s and he does these beautiful male nudes. And so I'm reading his kind of biography right now too. I got a Tom so of Finland art. book as a gift at one point and didn't know what it was. And <laughs> I, well, it's delightful. <laughs> Someone give that to you? Yeah, um, I can't remember who. Someone was like, I saw this and I thought of you. Like when I saw these images of really beefy gay dudes in like really right. tight pants, I thought of you. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Thank you. You get me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really like his stuff and I really like um, Maurice Velikoop. I don't know if any of you guys know his stuff. He does a, a like, it's way more uh, cartoony, but it's a lot, it's a lot of gay pinup stuff and it's really fun. Um, he's really good. I, yeah, I feel like you might be into it. It's definitely like, yeah, definitely a lot closer to an, a simplistic style, but but that same sort of beefcakes. <laughs> but that are very, they all have like perfectly rosy cheeks. It's it's adorable. How wholesome? Not wholesome. <laughs> it's it, it's inappropriate. Don't look at it in public. Um, gotcha. But he's very great. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And last. Uh, okay, so. Get ready, guys. <laughs> it's going to be a bunch of words that I don't know. Uh, no, I, I, I read a lot of the image stuff, right? Like, I read Saga and Prophet and Outcast. Um, Prophet's so good. Um, I wrote down SB, and I don't know what that is. Southern Bastards? <laughs> There you go. No, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Three Southern Bastards. Um, you wrote that just like five minutes ago. The, the, French, <laughs> the French stuff I've been reading uh, is like Last Man, uh, which is a Bastian Vives comic, and it starts as Karate Kid and then ends up as Mad Max, and it's amazing. Um, Kairos, which is that one that had like the dragon people, like that animated trailer that everybody lost their shit about a little while ago. Um, I've been reading like a lot of zines from Secret Headquarters in L.A., uh, like Malachi Ward's stuff, Michael DeForge's stuff, Sam Alden's stuff, um, the Mignolaverse. I read a webcomic called Witchy, which is super good. Oh, Everybody yeah. should read. Um, Emily Carroll's new book. Which oh, is my like, God. So good. Woods. So good. She's so good. Oh, she's so good. She makes me want to die. I read I've... a lot of... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I have talked about her on every episode of this podcast so far. <laughs> How could you not? Like, how could you not? I'm I such a think, fan. I think about Emily Carroll comics like a lot. Like I'll just like be in bed and be like oh, his face all red was so good. It's so I good. I wish you could read that again for the first time and I'll just like think about it. Did you did you ever or have any of you played Gone Home? Yeah. Yeah. Gone Home was good. Yeah. Cause she did a lot of the art and like the text and stuff for that, which was really I cool. Know. Yeah. 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 She was really, I mean, fairly heavily involved because I think her wife, Kate, is a game designer. Um, Okay. And I know she had something to do with I know she did like a lot of the handwritten text and I know she had done some of the art because if you look through it, you can kind of tell in a couple places, which is why I played it. Um, Okay. And it's yeah. So that was really cool. I don't know. I like people in webcomics seeing their stuff show up in other different places. But yeah, that book is crazy good. (laughs) Is I just played it. I just played a text game on my phone called The Dark Room. That felt if like if like Emily Carroll and Brandon Graham made a text game. That would be it amazing. Re- it was really good. I cannot recommend it enough. Oh, and I read a lot of Shonen Jump. 
and I read a lot of One Piece. Did you ever see? Um, so sorry, the the thing that Emily and Brandon did that was the reinterpretation of that Betty and Veronica comic. It was amazing. So good. Yeah, I saw it on Brandon's uh, blog, Tumblr, something. I have like an absolute fascination with the the weird complexities of Archie comics. So when someone, it's just one of those things that like you're so surprised you haven't heard of it. You know, like, oh, here's two artists I really love that, you know, did a comic based on that thing I also really love. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I'd, I'd never heard of it. Someone said to yeah. me one day. <laughs> it was very exciting. I, I want to see more weird Archieverse stuff he thought he'd never say. Like, uh, like Archie <laughs> Afterlife was so good. And oh like, yeah, all, all the weird Archie fan stuff I've seen. Like, I, I've never really seen it in that light. But I would love, I would buy a comic, a weird Archie comic every month. Afterlife with Archie is incredible. That sixth issue is like, what, like mind blowing. I cannot believe so how good that comic is. It's so good. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm so glad it exists. I I, I, I literally bought it because the cover was orange. Yeah, I was like, this is a good orange. I'm gonna buy this. And then I read it and, and freaked out and tried to make my wife read it. And she's like, no. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm going to come towards wrapping it up. Um, are there any other shows or things that you guys want to specifically point out before I let you go? I don't know. No? I don't know. No, I, I think I Everyone's talked about post-SDCC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so if people want to find you guys online, uh, Kevin, are you, you're at Kevin Wada on Twitter? Am yeah. I right about that? That's me. That's and, me. Is it the same on Tumblr? Um, yes. All right. And Jake? Yeah, I'm at Jake Wyatt Riot, um, which is what it is, um, <laughs> on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. That's easy. And Chris? Uh, just at Christopher Anka, and then all of the places. It's simple enough. Awesome. <laughs> I feel really proud because I gave Chris his new Twitter name. Yeah. <laughs> Cross Uncle is the best one yet. I have never, I have never heard that alteration of my name in my life it was super inspired kate thank you i was i think i was fairly drunk at the time and... i actually gasped and put my hand over my mouth when i saw it <laughs> I mean, that's the only that's the only name i respond to anymore cross uncle is perfect um awesome well thank you guys so much um this is this is an exciting experiment into talking to a whole group of people <laughs> yeah. thank you for having us Thank you yeah, for thank coming. You. It's been so much fun. I, I never get to hang out with these guys all at once except at cons. See? Yes, I'm all about bringing people time, together. Yeah, it's the first time since Heroes. Mm-hmm. Was, it, was it good for you? It was. <laughs> just, just the best. I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys. I hope I uh, look forward to seeing more of the Super Best Friends Club. I hope that you continue <laughs> to go to shows and I can sneak my table near you. <laughs> Yeah, we have Emerald City we're going to try for, Heroes definitely, and then we're shooting for San Diego next year too. Yeah, I hope I can actually go next year. That'd be awesome. Better. (sighs) Do it. I'll do it. All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Well, that is all for this week, and what an awesome time it was. Uh, I am off to Boston Comic Con, which is uh, August 8th to 10th in Boston, as uh, you might assume. I am table D221, and I am very much looking forward to this show. I go to Boston a couple times a year, and it is always a great time. Uh, If you liked the episode, or if you didn't, okay, 
just if you liked the episode, would you mind rating and reviewing us on iTunes? Or if you're listening to us on Stitcher, you can do it there too. It means a lot to us. You can follow uh, Less Than Live on Twitter at LTLcast or on Tumblr at Less Than Livecast. Uh, you can download songs. You can listen to the podcast on VillageSoundcast.com. And if you need any, 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 any more information, you can tweet at me. I'm at Kate Leth. Thank you so much for listening. I'll miss you. You. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production. Yeah, yeah, I like some Canadian comics. Yeah, you ever heard of somebody called Wolverine? Cha. <laughs> Snicked.